Hey everyone, I'm Gracie and welcome to Grace of a Military Child podcast. The world should know how unique military children are. We may look like normal children on the outside, but we go through some pretty extraordinary circumstances that shape us to the leaders we are today. That is the sole purpose of this podcast, to share our stories to the world. super excited and thank you for being on thank you for having me yes yes i'm so excited (laughs) so who was in the military my dad your dad in the army yeah army cool so what did he do in the army what exactly was his job um i don't remember everything specifically so he retired as a colonel but he um was like chief of staff on a lot of the bases and so he would help to organize a bunch of projects that would happen on the base and I think it was in Fort St. Houston in Texas and um, San Antonio Texas he there were a bunch of memorials all scattered across the base for different people of course and then he it was his idea to bring them all together and put them in one area just to make it more formal and so it's not scattered and it was just one area so he did a bunch of stuff like that and um, just kind of like overseed a lot of projects mainly. So he got like the final say on a lot of things. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where did you live? Like what states did you live in? And did you live in another country? So I was born in Oklahoma and then we moved to Rhode Island. Then we moved to Hawaii then back to Oklahoma and then Texas. And then he retired and we moved to Virginia for seven years. And then we just recently moved back to Texas um, so I can go to college here. But I've never lived out of the U.S. except for Hawaii, but I don't really count that. But yeah, um, no, I never lived um, overseas, unfortunately. (laughs) It's still part of the U.S. I know. Unfortunately, I wish I did, but I never did. We all say it like some of us get to experience the life overseas and the rest of us don't. And we're like, unfortunately, we didn't get that. I know. One of my best friends, she lived in Greece and in um, Germany, and she's been all over. And I'm like, I feel cheated now. What the heck? I was never able to do it. People were always like, oh, you're a military kid? You must have lived out of the U.S. And I'm like, nope. Furthest I got was Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to get further, but it didn't work out that way. I know. (laughs) Hopefully in the future. Uh, So out of those places, where was your favorite place? Um, So... I would say people always expect me to say Hawaii. Yeah. But I would honestly say either Texas or Oklahoma because it's always just been home for me. Yeah. And I have more memories there. So I feel like I love Oklahoma because I was born there and everything, but I also do like love Texas. So happy to be back here. It's home for sure. Hawaii was great. It was beautiful. It was amazing. I go back again, but far as like home wise and like most memories I'd probably say Texas or Oklahoma yeah I mean we kind of had that group growing up in Texas a lot so yeah for sure I get that for sure Texas you can't replace Texas either the people are just so much nicer there oh for sure you really can't it's like unlike any other place yeah I would agree out of all the places you lived, did you attend school on military installations or public schools or homeschooled? So 
done all of them. Um, <laughs> when I, so when I lived in Oklahoma the second time, I did kindergarten through second grade at a private Christian school off base. Um, and then my third and fifth grade were at the same school and those were on base. And then fourth grade, I was homeschooled. And then sixth through high school, my dad was retired. So I was in public school. Yeah. And you were in the same school kind of for all of that then. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in the same middle school um, and then the same high school for all of the years. Yeah. So since you've got to live all three of them, what would you say was the best? Um, or what was like pros of each one of them? Right. I really do love military life and I've missed living on base so much. I would talk about it to my friends in Virginia all the time. Yeah. I was always like, I can't, I miss being on base and like all the military kids we talk about. I'm like, yeah, we miss it. It was just, it's just like a community. It it's is. just like a small little family and it's like a tight knit area. And it's just unlike anything else, really. It's so such a small world everyone knows each other and you just understand each other because you get it from moving so much and like being in different places and what it's like and it's just unlike any other experience living as a civilian so I would say probably my favorite one is being on base all the time going to school there and just like being surrounded by military kids all the time it's so nice too because I did public school for kindergarten all the way up to the middle of my fourth grade year when I moved to Texas. And so being in a public school, you say, hey, I'm a military kid. And they're like, what's a military kid? Like, we don't understand yeah. that. And then going to Texas and being on a military school and everything, you understand the people around you. They understand you. Uh, even though you're in completely different situations. Um mm-hmm. It's nice to be able to be around people who somewhat get what you're going through and they know the feeling of moving and all that stuff. It makes it so much For easier. Sure. Yeah. And like telling other, like my friends in public school, like, oh yeah, I'm a military brat and all that. They're like, you're a what? You're a what? <laughs> what does that mean? And I'm like, oh, how do you guys not know that? <laughs> so yeah, it's just being around people who understand. And then I'll say to someone who was a military and they're like, ah. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I'm like Air Force, Navy. Yeah. Army, it doesn't even matter. And they get it. And I'm like, thank you. Born, raised, and trained. Come on. Yeah. It's like you so, call yeah. yourself a brat and people are like, you're a what? You're a what? I'm like, it's an acronym. It's an okay. It's You wouldn't get it. Exactly. It's like Fight Club or something. Yeah. It's like, yes, we call ourselves brats, but we're not really a yeah. brat. A brat. Like, you, if you know, you know. Yeah. And that's exactly what it yeah. is. If you know, you know. Yeah, if yeah. not, then I'm so sorry. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So going through your entire military child kind of life and you still live it to a point because you never, something that's part of you, you never leave it. What are some of the experiences that you had? Who are people that you've met? Things like that. Yeah, so... Uh, it's hard to like I was thinking back trying to remember all of this stuff yeah because it all happened like my elementary years right that's what it was but um because of it like I just have such great memories of like my parents being dressed up to go to a function yes. on base or something and I we would have a babysitter and we were just like 
And then we would have so many people over at our house all the time. And just like having that just full on like military lifestyle all the time and just being able to like watch my parents go off to parties and like, oh, that looks like so much fun. And yeah. Just we get to babysit and like also because it's elementary. So it's not like you had homework really. Right. And it, you had like a lot of time to play. And so it was so nice. And we would go outside on base and play with all of our friends at the park for hours in the Texas heat mainly. Yeah. I don't know how we did it, but we <laughs> come inside. We survived. A, we did. It, like a glass of water chugged the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> and then head right back out for hours on end. And it was just just so fun. Just like having those like actual childhood moments, but it being on a military base was so much better. And then we would go to like promotions for um my dad's colleagues or for his promotion. I remember there's pictures of us in Hawaii when my dad was getting promoted. I don't remember what rank it was, but he was getting promoted and there's pictures of me and my brother being really antsy. <laughs> four year olds that we were, four, five, six year olds. Yeah. So it's just fun memories like that. And we get to like if we would meet a veteran now, I could like talk to them and they'd say, Oh, like what war did you fight in? And they could say it. And I'm like, Oh, well, my dad was in the military too and he in the army and he fought in this war and like yeah you get to talk so you have like a different connection versus a civilian kid talking to a veteran it's not the same because they can't relate to like their dad's being deployed or their mom's being deployed right and so I don't remember my like the years that my dad was deployed as much because I was so young at the time but I do like know how it has affected me because he just wasn't there yeah and it's like not anything against him at all I loved the life that I grew up in oh, but yeah. he just wasn't because he was deployed all the time and that's just how it was and a lot of kids understood that their dads would get deployed for months or even years on end so just having like those kind of memories um being with my mom a lot because she would pick us up for everything and take us places and just like transitioning like going through the guard post to get onto base and off of base and yeah. hearing Reveille playing and all the time. Yes. <laughs> and then the cannons would go off and you see the troops um, doing their PT early in the morning. And my dad would always come back in this reflective year. Right. He'd go out at like four in the morning to do it. And you see all the cadets and everyone. It was just, just a really cool environment. And yeah, it was just oh, unmatched. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned your dad uh, was deployed. And even though you don't remember that, you still remember being with your mom a lot more uh, during those military days. Did you feel that you clinged more to your mom because your dad was away more and you kind of favored her over your dad? Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely a mama's girl. Yeah. um, Because of that, not as much a daddy's girl, just because my mom was there. And she was the one who, and she was a stay-at-home mom too. So she didn't work and she wasn't in the military either. So she was always home and she would take my brother and I to school. She'd pick us up. she let us go to play dates. She'd be there when our friends came over. She was just always there. Whereas my dad was obviously in the military. You work seven days a week. Yeah, you don't get time. a day off. You don't get the weekends off. And so when he was a civilian, it was like a weird adjustment because I'm like, oh, my dad's home on a Saturday yeah, or on a Sunday. Like he's here, he's not working because right. he was always working all the time and so that's like an adjustment that we made and that was it's like really cool because now I'm like he's right here yeah there he is he's not like leaving really early in the morning and coming home late at night and or being deployed or like doing other stuff or um but yeah I definitely am a mommy's girl because he just wasn't there so much 
And I feel like that's a lot with a lot of kids. If it was one parent, they usually favor the one who was there most of the time. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely hard. And I didn't yeah. get as much of the military life as most uh, kids would get because my dad had the break in service uh, for seven years. And I didn't remember anything before because I was a baby practically still. So I didn't yeah. remember that. But so since I had that experience where seven years dad was home, I was a daddy's girl. And then when he left, it was a really weird transition because he was always home and he was he was just there. Like I could talk to him every day. And then when he left, it was like, okay, this is not cool. Like where'd my dad go? Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's definitely harder having someone who's in the military as a parent because they're not around as much, even if you're, it's your mom or dad or whatever. It's hard. It's not. Yeah. It's not easy at all. Um, what were so we were just talking about a bunch of fun experiences we had in Texas before this, yeah. but what uh, stood out to you about living on a military base that you could never change, that you would not give up at all? Um, I think just. I mean, it's kind of like a basic answer, but so true. Just the community that you have is just such a small world in the military. Yeah. Even now, people that I meet, I met um, one girl at my church here in Corpus is where I live now. And I met her and we think that our dads knew each other. Oh, wow. They're in the military military at the same time. And like how her and I know each other is just by chance. Like, that's crazy how that happened. And so that our dads could have known each other is wild. But it's also not as wild because the military world is so small yes. and everyone knows each other. And so I think just having that and just relating to each other in a way that other kids can't, like civilians, they didn't move as much. I mean, like, I'm sure they've moved, but like every three years you have to leave Yeah, and you make your friends and then up, oh, you're gone. You have to go. And that's just how it is. And so it was, that's a hard adjustment to make. And so being around people who get that was so nice and refreshing and just just living on a base it's just like your own little world yeah you're just on base. everything you need is on base. it's right obviously there. we would go off base it's right there yeah obviously we'd go off to like do other things or like go out to eat or whatever but like everything you need like the px is right there yeah There's some food places there your house is there gas stations there yeah like your school is there like everything is there <laughs> so that was, you didn't need to leave the base if you exactly really didn't want to then you're good so it was just definitely that and like you can walk to friends houses and all the parents knew each other and you'd have big parties and functions and stuff you'd all come to your house and your friends would come so just having that community aspect was probably one of my favorite things yeah um even though like everyone has a different situation, right? Some people yeah, might yeah. move there in the middle of a school year. And it's it's really hard, especially in the middle of a school year, because yeah. everyone's already formed their little circles, their friend groups. And then you're like, okay, hi, where do I fit in? It's yeah. so hard. Oh, for sure. And you have to try and make friends, try and fit in, try and get in, like, you know, to one of the friend circles. And you're yeah. lucky if you do, right? So. Yeah. I mean, it's a little easier with moves, though, especially in the middle of the school year, because living in a military school, you're used to it. 
You're used to people coming and going all the time. And uh, making new friends is a little easier for most people, but it's still hard. Did you find it's easier to make friends now, or is it still pretty hard? I found it hard only because I was extremely shy as a child. (laughs) I don't know if you remember, but I was so shy. Yes, I wouldn't say anything to anyone. So when I would move, I'd be crushed that I just left all my friends. And I'm like, dang it, I have to start again. (laughs) And then I'd just be so shy and so scared to talk to people. It'd take me forever to talk to someone. Yeah. So that that made it hard. I feel like me being so shy made it hard. If I was more outgoing, I feel like it'd be easier because then you get used to meeting new people all the time. But that was something that I struggled with a lot and still do. And I'm trying to, I've really tried hard. It takes a long time to go out of it. Like a year, it, it does, took me forever. For sure. But going into sixth grade, um, when I was, my dad retired, we, like all those kids in sixth grade, they had their friends all throughout middle school. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm like, hi. I'm new here. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> Who are you? Can I be your friends? And so, yeah. and then that was hard enough. And then being shy on top of that just delayed the process even yeah. more so. So I personally found it harder because of that. And I would get so attached to people, obviously, because you'd be best friends. It's your best friends. Yeah. Obviously, you make friends and then you up and leave because you have to. And you had to start the whole process all over again. So that was, it was extremely challenging for me personally just to have to up and leave all the time yeah and just move and start all over again yeah and then so like we met in fifth grade and I moved to Texas the middle of my fourth grade year and you were homeschooled at the time so you weren't you know at the schools so yeah um and then fifth grade we were in the same class thankfully because now we're friends and you know um I, I don't remember the moment I met you. I don't remember the moment I, I met either. half of the people. I'm sure Hannah, like, introduced us or something. Probably, because she, <laughs> she does that a lot, so. I remember her being like, this is Gracie, and like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, everyone has their different stories and situations, like we've talked about. Like, um, my dad has his injuries, and that's how we got to Texas, and your, your dad was like running on these things and doing all these functions and everything. So um, how was being around people who have di- different situations? Like what was, what was that feeling? Yeah, it was honestly, it was really cool because you hear, because even though we all are underneath the umbrella that we're military brats, yeah. we all have such, no one's story is the same. Exactly. No one's story is the same at all. Like our parents, you don't know what injuries they've had or will have or right. how they got into the military in the first place, yeah. how long they're going to be in it, what branch they're in, what rank they are, how that's affecting their moves, how often they move. Some military kids don't move. Exactly. They don't have been lucky yeah. and they stay in the same place. But majority of us do move a lot, like we've said a billion times. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> military kids move yes. all the time. But it's so cool to hear different people's stories and where they've lived yeah and sometimes you could be like oh I've lived there too exactly you live there and you never know and like your parents could know each other or something and like you're able to like reconnect with that little community like I was talking about uh before but 
it's so cool to hear other people's stories and what's different because like I said no one's story is different in the military or even like in civilian life like no one's is the same yeah and so you get to hear all these cool stories and you're like oh that sounds amazing like this is what my dad did or this is what my mom did and this is what my brother did or like this is what I want to do and people want to go into the military who are military kids already they want to go into the military themselves and so they hear stories from like veterans maybe or friends parents and they're like oh I want to do that yeah so they can direct their um majors or their careers towards those paths so it's just the blend of different people's experiences and hearing all of that is really it's been so cool and to have the opportunity to connect with them on a deeper level it's just it's amazing for sure and so be honest have you did you ever have know anyone I mean living in Texas it's a little more common but did you know anyone who had a story like mine where their dad was injured or their mom was injured before yeah. like with a severe injury like my dad had things so. well my dad has a pacemaker in his heart okay so he had a serious injury when I was in fourth grade his heart stopped oh my goodness. and they had to revive him at the gym yeah. so that happened um but he's like he's okay now but he still has a pacemaker and he's had like surgeries and all that but he's doing so much better which is a blessing yes for um, sure. but other than that I don't think so because I don't meet military kids anymore I know right like it's so rare to meet someone who's a military kid yeah so and even when I do meet them their parents usually don't have anything like that happened to yeah. them well my friend, her mom has PTSD. Yeah. And so they, she has a service dog. So I think that's the most serious injury that I've met from a parent other than you. Yeah. Um, or my own dad is probably, probably her. So then, like, what was, how did you feel, like, after, I mean, I don't, most of the time I was like, hey, yeah, I'm here because my dad's hurt. Most of the time that's how I introduced myself, I guess. But when you heard of that, like, how did that, did it affect you? Did it, how did you feel after I that? Mean, I was in fourth grade at the time. Yeah. So when, I don't think I understood it really. Yeah. And like understood the magnitude of it and how serious it actually was. Right. Because I was a fourth grader. I was homeschooled at the time. Yeah. So I'm a fourth grader. So I'm like, sweet, we don't have to do school <laughs> for a while. Because my mom was at the hospital with my dad. And right. so I was like, bet, no, school, that's amazing. You were off school for and a while so, then. I was, yeah, I was off school for like a while. And then we had a family friend that would come and take care of us. And I didn't, like, I knew that my dad was hurt, but I didn't understand it at all. Like looking back at it, I did not understand what it, what had really happened because my parents obviously would try and like, not because we're, I'm in fourth grade. I'm really young. It's not something you want to be worried about at that age. Yeah. I'm like nine years old. I'm like nine, 10 years old. So I didn't get up. So they didn't obviously tell me like fully everything bluntly because like I said, nine or 10 years old and my brother was like 11 or 12. Yeah. And so they were just trying to, I think, keep us distracted, which they did a really good job of that, <laughs> clearly. Um, so that's, I wasn't as worried much about it because of the age that I was at and kind of how they handled it and distracted me with like our close family friend. She would come over, like I said, and hang out with us and like take care of us. and. Um, just do all that. And my mom's mind was obviously elsewhere with my dad. And so I feel like now, if it happened now, I 
definitely react to it completely different. Yeah. But it obviously affected him's military career because that's why he had to retire is because he can't be in the military if you have a pacemaker in your chest. Right. So he had to retire. He was in the um, army for 30 years. And so he, I definitely do think though, if he hadn't gotten hurt, he would have gone to general and stayed in the yeah. military because that's just, his personality is perfect for that. That's just how he is. And he was really, really good at his job and he's, he's a workaholic. Yeah. He's really good at it. And like he, that just, some people are just made for the military. Yes, And for he sure. did fantastic. Even now his job now, he's a civilian working with Boeing Aerospace, but he still uses his connections for the military to help with that. So wow. he's still like yeah. in the military life, kind of. For sure. For sure. It was like being young, that young and dealing with that isn't, the same as how I would deal with it now. Yeah. But um, that has definitely affected because obviously that's why he had to retire. And yeah. That's why we're civilians now. Otherwise, like I said, I could have been military kid until I graduated high school. Exactly. I'll never know. Yeah. I could have still be in the military now. I mean, like you just, we never know, but that's just how it all um, played out was because of that. That, w- that all happened in fourth grade and then coming up to fifth grade, then that's when we met. And did you feel like more, I guess a connection between us because we both experienced more of the hospital side of the army in a different way, but still that hospital side. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't exactly remember, but I'm pretty sure I never went to the hospital while my dad was there. I don't think my parents wanted me to see that obviously. Right. And uh, I'm grateful for that because that is a lot. It's a hard thing to see for sure. And it's not a, it's not something that you want your child to see if they don't have to. And so they sheltered me from that, which I'm really grateful for, because I don't know how I would have dealt with that. That's really hard to deal yeah. with. And so I definitely feel like, yeah, you and me, and like, especially now thinking about it, like, yeah. because, because then I still didn't really fully get what happened because I'm like, oh, well, he's back. Yeah. He's acting fine, I guess. Yeah. I didn't really know because they didn't tell me anything, of course. Right. And so I was like, oh, he's fine. He's like doing okay. But especially now thinking about it, because yeah, for sure, like both of our dads had life-changing exactly things happen to them and that's because there's like that's like the dark side of the military is that it you can get physically injured and it can affect you for the rest it can be scarring for the rest of your life and yeah you never know if that could happen to you or not and it doesn't happen to every parent and it happens to some of them though which i think it's like stereotypical is that they come back with an injury or like a mental illness because of the military but there are a lot of kids out there who their parents are perfectly fine. Yeah. They're either still in the military or they just wanted to retire because they just felt like it. For and they sure. could. And so they did. And it wasn't because of a medical issue. So I feel like, especially now thinking about you and I for sure can relate on a deeper yeah. level because we can relate to the stereotypical darker side of yeah. what the military can do to you. And I mean, you see, there are clearly two sides of it because you have that side where it is the darker side. It's that injured it's the uh you it's what you don't expect you're like okay you're going on a deployment okay see you in you know a year or a couple months or a couple of years and then you'll be back just fine and go back to living the life we lived before you left and it's like then something happens or even if it's just in the daily life that you're already living and you have to change everything and a whole new lifestyle on top of it and it's pretty it's pretty weird especially um 
in my story, I went basically from civilian to military because of what happened. And then, I mean, I wouldn't have changed it for a thing now, but yeah, it's for sure weird, but it is. Yeah. What were some of your favorite experiences you had as a military child? So we would always do father-daughter dances. Yeah. Like all of us and our friends, um, like our friends and our dads. There was this one I remember clearly. Oh my gosh. So the father-daughter dance, I think I was in, I think I was in Oklahoma at the time. So like first or second grade, something like that. But we went and they had a bunch of balloons tied up with all the lighting fixtures and there were like a bunch of lighting fixtures. It was super loud, you know, we're music, limbo's going crazy. Us <laughs> little kids. And um all the dads are dancing with us and everything. Um and I was tugging on the balloons and I tugged a little too hard and one of the lighting fixtures came down. And <gasps> when it did, I looked up and there was this man standing there and he looked at it and he looked at me. And I was like, oh, crap, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go. And then I'm like running to find my dad. And I can see that man and someone, another man looking for me. Yeah. Because I broke something. <laughs> and I thought I was going to get in huge trouble. So I go to my dad. I'm like, dad, we gotta go. Like, we need to leave <laughs> right now. And he's like, are the other girls being mean to you? Did something happen? I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to no, we just we gotta go, dad. Like, we just gotta go. I'm just like a fugitive. Like, we gotta go. We're <laughs> criminal right now. We got to leave. And I had never told him what happened and why we had left. And then, like, a few years later, like, a few years ago, actually, I finally told him, like, hey, dad, do you remember when we had the father-daughter dance and I uh, begged you to go and I didn't give you an explanation? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I broke a lighting fixture <laughs> and I really needed to go. And he was like, he just started laughing and he was like, that makes so much Because <laughs> he was wondering why I wanted to go so much, so badly, but. That was a funny memory. Yeah, for um, sure. And then another one was when I was in Texas. I was on base, and we, me and some of my other friends, we were. My mom had dropped my brother and I off at this like big tree that my other friends were at, and we were just like playing with it and putting things up, like nailing things to it, and like make like a little like clubhouse treehouse thingy. Yeah. And my brother and his friend had left to go get like a knife or like a scissor or something like that yeah and they needed one and so they went to go get it and then as we're like doing everything to the tree or whatever we look and this cop car pulls up and we're like why is there a cop car what's happening and then the cop there were like three cop cars that pulled up and the cops got out of the car and they started walking towards us and my brother and his friend, they saw the cops and they turned right around. And I'm like, <laughs> they just ditched us. And I was like, all right, fine. And then <laughs> I said, my, me and my friends be scattered. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 come back here. And they called all of us back. Apparently, a lady across the street saw what we were doing to the tree and she didn't like it. So she called the cops and a bunch of 12 year olds. Oh my gosh. A bunch of fifth graders. <laughs> and so there's like, three cop cars like five cops there they could be doing so many other things right now i'm sure and instead here they are the bunch of 12 year old juvenile they called us juvenile delinquents a bunch of juvenile delinquents 12 year old fifth graders playing with a tree that some older lady did like us doing and we're like gonna call the cops on us are you kidding we didn't get in trouble or anything they're just like hey you know maybe not do this right now the lady she didn't like it and just 
go about your day, y'all are fine. I'm like, uh, my heart was racing. Oh, I'm All sure, of yeah. So fast. It's a cop. Like, what the heck? Yeah. And then they left. And so it was like, we didn't get in trouble or anything. It was fine. But I didn't tell my parents what had happened. Oh, really? Them, actually, I don't think. But I didn't tell them what happened. And so my brother and I, we didn't, we never told them. And so, but after that, every time we would drive onto the post, onto base, I would avoid eye contact with the guard. Yeah. Just in case he ever recognized me. <laughs> Which is so unlikely. But like, I was terrified. Yeah. I was like, I'm a criminal. Again. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah, that was. Because you have to show your ID to get on the base. Yeah, my parents did. And so I was like, luckily I was too, still really young. I didn't have to worry about yeah. that. But still, though, I was like, don't make eye contact with them. Don't look at them. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> and sure. I'm like, Do you? I'm like, yeah, look out the window and not look at them. <laughs> and then, yeah. I don't think I, I still haven't told my parents. So. <laughs> but yeah, those were good times. And then I remember one time we were in Texas and we chased an armadillo. Oh, yeah. A little bit. I saw quite a few of those in Texas. Yeah. And also all the prairie dogs in Oklahoma. I forgot about those. Oh, yeah. It's so cool because especially you've lived so many places that you have all these memories living state to state that there's so many different cultural differences even between each state. Oh, for sure. In Hawaii, when we lived on base there there would be wild boars that would bang on our doors at night oh, because wow. across the street was a forest. And so they would just bang on our doors every single night. And then we, there was one time there were a bunch of geckos everywhere. And so my brother would catch them and their tails would come off because right. of defense mechanism. And so um, we, one time one accident, like we accidentally killed one and we buried him in the <laughs> and we put it and we put a stick where it was. We come back the next day stick is still standing we try and dig it back up it wasn't there I'm like nice okay it's gone but and then yeah then the boars they would like dig up our uh, front yard and everything and they're just yeah everywhere there was oh I forgot about this there was one time so we were in Hawaii and we were all playing like in the street and then we saw a guy running shirtless ran past us and we're like that's odd. What the heck? Okay, whatever. And then a few yeah. minutes later, there's a bunch of cops and cop cars that are following them. <laughs> and they stopped and talked to us. I was like, did you guys see like a cop, like a shirtless guy run through? And we're like, yeah, he ran that way. And they're like, okay, thanks. And they go like leave for a while. They go in that direction. And then they come back with him in handcuffs. Oh my goodness. And we're like, what just happened? Right. There's a bunch of like five-year-olds and like eight-year-olds. Yeah. Playing and they were like, did we just assist in capturing a fugitive? <laughs> Dang, we're so cool. Yeah. So you have an older brother, right? Yes, two years older. He's 20. So having a brother that technically moved with you, do you... Mm-hmm feel a different connection between your brother being in the military life and basically having a permanent friend with you uh instead of like a civilian life where you're Mm -hmm. kind of distant from your sibling more yeah so we 
him and I actually just talked. Like, he called me right before you and I yeah. uh, got on your Zoom call. Um, and I was telling him about the podcast real quick. And he was like, oh, that's so cool. Be sure you include the thing about moving. And I'm like, yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> Trust me. I'm going to include that. I'm a military kid. <laughs> and so, and also because he is older than me, he remembers some things that I don't. Right. And so sometimes he's like, oh, do you remember when this happened? I'm like, nope. No, and sorry. Like, Why not? I'm like, dude, I was three years old. You know, I don't remember that. <laughs> Or, like, I was two. Or, like, I wasn't even born yet. Like, some of that stuff I just don't remember because he's older than me. And so that's cool to hear some things um, that I didn't know about or I don't remember hearing from his side of the story. But, yeah, for sure. Because him and I, we can relate to that. And we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Like, how the military life has affected us. Because it's so true. And how it's affected us making friends. Because it's been hard on him, too, just to reach out and talk to someone when we're new in the area again after having those close friends but I will say though after moving so much I, just, I don't cry anymore <laughs> I used to cry every time every yeah. time I would move every time I would cry so hard fall but when we moved from Virginia to Texas I expected myself to cry and I didn't and I was like what the heck I always cry yeah what are you talking about just got no tears left of <laughs> I just used them all up. They're all gone or now. Like when, for real, or whenever my parents dropped me off at college, I expected me to get homesick yeah. and cry. I never did, not once, and I don't feel the urge ever. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm just so used to moving. I'm like, okay. It's normal now. Next. It really is. I'm like, all right, well, okay, it's fine. But yeah, no, for sure, my brother and I, we can definitely connect on that level so much more and we can like we talk about it like I said all the time how it's affected us and so we're not the only ones and we can talk to other siblings who get it too and yeah you rely on your sibling more so because you, you two you're with each other throughout the entire thing yeah moving from place to place you're always there so yeah and him and I have always had um, a close connection I don't think I ever realized that it was because we were both in the military at the same time so I've never put that together actually until just now yeah because um, i like, obviously, the military was such a big part of my life, but it was also only for my elementary years. Right. And so my middle school and high school years is a more developmental part of your life. Yes. And so I forget that how the military moving can affect those developmental years. And so I forget that my brother was there. No one else was because no one else gets it. Yeah. And so I could talk to him about that, which was so nice. And he just understood it, even though. Him and I were never, like, he's never, like, been a touchy-feely, loving kind of person. Like, my brother like that, he just has it. It's not how he is, like, physically or, like, verbally or anything like that. But we're able to, I just know that he's there. Yeah. And it's nice to have someone, like, a friend there always when we're going through everything. And I know that he's, he gets it and he's going through it, like, at the exact same time. Yeah. And you have these memories, too, now of, yeah. You know, even like the tree incident, like you have these memories <laughs> that you can share now that no one else will really even have. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to get your brother on here one day, too. Oh, he would love to. Yeah. I'm sure he would. Hear his stories and then hear your stories. Yeah, because he has, he was like, oh, I have some like experiences. And I'm oh, like, yeah. You should, because he's got his own. He's he's a boy. Yeah. He's had his own. He's older than me. He's had those things. He would. <laughs> Honestly, love that. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll have to get him on here. Uh, but what are you doing now? How has how do you think the military life has affected you since you're in college now? How do you think that affected your decisions? 
Yeah, so I wanted to go, I thought about the military um, when I was younger. Yeah. Um, but I'm not athletic at all yeah. or physically inclined on any level. So I'm like, do I want to do push-ups and sit-ups to get into a call? Not really. Do I want to work up <laughs> DPT? Not really. So I'm crossing that off. And my family would always like joke with me like, hey, you should go and do this. I'm like, no. Not I'm good. I'm not going into the military. I'll marry into it, but I'm not doing it myself. <laughs> it's just not for me. All the power to you, whoever is doing it, that's amazing. It takes a special person. It does. Person is not me. It's just not for me. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, but I feel like moving and me finally getting over my shyness has helped me a lot because now I can be more outgoing and reach out to people who were like me and were shy. And, um, I can relate to them because I'm like, that was a, it's hard. It's not easy being shy. It's exhausting to be shy. And you just, it's just people who are going, they just don't get it. Yeah. I met this one girl through my ministry on campus and she's really shy. And I was talking to her. I'm like, it's exhausting. Isn't it? She's like, yeah, it really is. Yeah. And my roommate, she couldn't understand it. She was like, really? And I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. I got with you. I can understand. And so I can help her. And it just, it's easier when someone, because I didn't really have that kind of a person for me. And so I want to be that person to someone else to really reach out and be welcoming to them. And so I tried really hard to use my past experiences to help with better somebody else's. Yeah. And I feel like also talking to people who are in the, there's one girl that I met, she was in the military. Her dad was um, in the army. And I was like, oh, me too. That's so crazy. And she was like, there were so many things that we had in common. She was like, I used to live in Hawaii. And I'm like, I did too. <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, I just lived in Virginia. I'm like, I did too. And then she goes, we lived in South Korea. I'm like, my grandma's Korean. Yeah. And she said she lived in Germany. I was like, my parents lived in Germany. <laughs> so we had every single thing we had in common, which is so crazy. Like on some level, we were both like, oh, me too, me too. Same, 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 same. And so that was something that we could connect with. And even though I don't meet as many military kids now, right. whenever I do, though, I can, like, have a more in-depth conversation with them. Be like, oh, well, what branch? What did he do? Right. Where was he deployed? Yeah. Where are you now? Was it your mom or your dad? What did you do when you were on base? Did you ever live on base? Right. And so I can go into more detail about that part of their lives than a civilian friend could. Yeah. And so that's what the military has given me is, like, a deeper connection. And I see it. Like I said, I don't see it as often now because I don't, I'm not obviously a military area yeah but um if I ever do meet a military kid I can relate to them on that level and so I feel like the military has helped a lot with that yeah for sure I can agree uh so what are your plans for the future what do you plan on doing uh career-wise so I'm majoring in biology now and I want to be a marine biologist so my junior I'm a freshman but my junior senior year I want to concentrate in marine biology specifically so i would like to do the like research on the boat but my like dream job work at an aquarium like, yeah obviously why would you want to work at an aquarium so that's i want to do that for sure and i want to get like my scuba license and um know how to dive and aquarium is the end goal um and so probably live somewhere on the coastline and I don't even care where I would love to stay in Texas or maybe go to Florida, but I would love to stay in Texas if I could and um, work somewhere here. Yeah. Um, at an aquarium or have an opportunity like that. And in the future, I don't know. 
We'll see where God takes me. We'll see what we'll happens. See. If I we'll marry, see where it goes. If I marry someone in the military, hey, I am not against that at all. Yeah. I would gladly go back to that life. <laughs> I miss it. Like I've said that so many times. I miss I miss it so I much. Do too. If I could have the chance to go back on and live on base, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, for sure. I would drop everything. We're moving. We're going We're back. We're going back. Like, I would I went back to Fort Sam Houston yeah. last, like a few months ago. My mom and I went back and we looked at our old house and like my old school and like the playground we played at and we just went around base and I'm like oh my gosh I never realized how barren bases are yeah military areas are right because they don't need to look super nice obviously but like they're just so bare-boned yeah and just one color right yeah and I never noticed it but I love it and I miss it it's that feeling yeah it's just I don't know what it is it's just so unexplainable and it's just just the memories that come alive while you're there and like being in like the old houses and seeing them and having like colonel or sergeant or ranks (laughs) written outside so you know who lives there it's just so cool it was it's so cool yeah I would go back in a heartbeat I would too and getting out is the hardest part because you're so used to it even for just a year, you're so used to it. And then all of a sudden you're separated from it. And it's like, well, where'd it go? Yeah, I, like, I miss it. Yeah. Like my military ID. I'm like, why, why don't, why can't I use it? <laughs> I love my military ID. And like, whenever people look at it, they're like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's my military ID. Yeah. They're like, why do you need it? And I can like talk to them about it. Yeah. Like, I used to be in the military and I could like explain everything. And it was just. That's one of my favorite things because. I have my driver's license and I have my military ID, but if they ask for ID, an ID, the first thing I go for is my military ID. That's just mm-hmm. what I'm so used to. And I hand it to them. Some people are like, what is this? What did you just hand me? I'm like, that's a military ID yeah. card. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. cool. Like, were you in the military? I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. The uh, brownish color one, that's a dependent ID card that I was not in the military my dad was and then you know we tell all these stories and then you'll get some people who are like I haven't seen one of these in years especially because living outside of a military area they're not common at all yeah for sure and they don't know where it is yeah or like why I got one when I was so young yeah so they could get one when you're like 13 or something I don't know but I was really young when I, and I never had to use them because when I got to sixth grade I was a civilian right. so I didn't need it but before then, I would have them all the time, and it was just so used to, it and everyone knew what it was. And like now, I can go onto a base because of my military. I can get me and like my friends onto it if I wanted to. I'd be like, oh, like hand them mine, and it's just like a little exclusive guest. Like, yeah, pass. it's like a VIP pass. <laughs> it's like, it really, yeah, VIP pass. Yeah, for sure, it definitely is, and it's just it's really cool. So yeah, for sure, yeah. and it's it's special to just hold on to. And just mm-hmm. keep as memories. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I got mine when I was 10. Like, my 10th birthday. I was like, I'm going to get, get my ID card. That's what I want to do. I'm yeah. getting my ID card. And, yeah, I was so excited to get um, mine. My mom kept it. She did not want me to lose it at all. So she kept hold of it for Same. so long. And then, you know, once I finally started getting out on my own and everything, it felt better for me to have it. And I was more responsible. and. Yeah, I just love carrying it around now. It's 
it feels like, I mean, I know it's an ID card. It identifies who you are, but it also identifies character because, I mean, military children were just so different that it means more than just, here's your name, here's your birthday, here's everything you need to know about you. Yeah, it's like, here's everything that I was and, like, all my experiences. Yeah. yeah. The military has been so amazing. And, like, even, like, with helping with paying for college, I can use, like, GI Bill and, like, exactly. Veterans Affairs and all of that. Because my friends are always, like, because we always talk about how everyone's paying for college. Yeah. And so they go to me, they're like, how are you? And I'm like, well, my, my dad is in the military. I have, like, all these different, like, things that are helping to pay for. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. And I'm like, one more reason to love the military. Right, yeah. They help with that. And so my dad was like explaining to me like how are things getting paid? I I forget, <laughs> but like it's like two years we'll do this, one year we'll do that. Yeah. The last year we may pay out of pocket if we have to, but this should cover it, so we should be fine. Yeah. And so the military has really helped with that, um, with paying for things for sure. If you're not I mean, going to go to an academy yourself, yeah, it's helped. Yeah, it's so nice to. I'm the same way. Like all my. Uh, my four years of college are paid for uh, through the military or through scholar. A lot of them are military related scholarships that I uh, received. And I feel so blessed just to have that because I don't have a single scholarship that's not military related in some, some form or some capacity. So it's, it's really nice to know that I have that. And a lot of other kids had to, you know, either take out loans or do whatever they had to do just to get through it because they didn't have that military financial assistance that we get. Yeah, for sure. It's like an added bonus because then you can like apply for scholarships or veterans affairs like the VA that other students can't get. Yeah. Because they weren't, their parents weren't in the military, but you can. And so um it's so I obviously didn't understand how grateful I'd be for it in the past but now I'm so grateful for it and I'm like that helps yeah so much it just helps pay for things and also because my dad he is disabled yeah because of his pacemaker and I always forget that all the time because whenever you think disabled you think like in a wheelchair or on crutches or something like that but he is disabled. He's a disabled veteran. And I always forget that he is. And veterans don't have to be people who fought in World War One or World War Two or Exactly. The Korean War or the Vietnam War. They can be like their parents' age or younger. Yeah. And that that's a veteran. If they have served in the past and they're retired now, they are a veteran. From the second you get into the military, the second yeah. I mean, you never lose the title of veteran. Never. No, not at all. And so that's how I never forget. And then on like, you get like military discounts at stores or at food places. Like my dad, he has like a military um, license plate. And so we were going to a Chick-fil-A one time. And then this lady, she was like, I know it's your license plate. Are you a veteran? And he said, yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, forget you. <laughs> discounts. Like it happens. And I always forget about it. And because like, I didn't start paying, like using like my own debit card or start going places where I could pay until I was like, middle school high school right because elementary I didn't have to I didn't need to and so now I do it and so I didn't have that like using my military to my advantage in that aspect and I forget about it all the time I need to start I know I do too because I can whip out the military card and be like I got you yes I can for get sure. whatever off for this and so I need to use that 
because if you have it, why not? So there's so many just little added bonuses of being a part of the there military are. life that you know you don't get living a civilian yeah. life, and we're very yeah. very thankful for things like that. For sure, and being a civilian now, like I've said before, I go back to that life in a heartbeat. Yes, I would. Too. I go right back. No, I would drop everything and go back. It was just, just an unexplainable experience that you can't relate to unless you've gone through it yourself. So one last question. Um, what advice would you give to a military child? I'd say... Hmm, military kids. Um, oh, dang, this is a hard one. <laughs> Save the hard questions for last. It is. I need time to think about it. <laughs> College on the spot. <laughs> um, I would say so. Hmm. Military, it's hold on to those memories. I would say hold on to your experience and don't let them go. Even if you move and all that, it's okay. Like it's it's gonna be an experience you're never gonna forget ever, and so always cherish those moments every moment that you have and every experience every hangout you have on base or whatever you do like cherish those because you're going to hold on to them and when if you do have to move you're going to be crushed because you're leaving your friends but then you can think about those good memories and the ones that you're going to have because then you can talk about all of your adventures in so many different places and so you get to tell that to other people when you get older and they're amazed by it and you're like Oh yeah, that is a blessing in disguise. It and is. You want to think about that, and so definitely hold on to those and see how those can develop your character because they help you so much in your middle school and high school, which are very important developmental years. And what happened in elementary can affect that. And so I would hold on to those because those are the. Whenever I think about military, I always think about all my memories. I'm a very nostalgic person, and so I always think about them and think back on those very fondly. And those are something that I hold on to since I don't live that life anymore i can think about those and go back and just be reminded of how much joy i felt and how great it was so i would hold on to those and just when you move it's okay we get you yeah every military kid understands yes it. every single one that we get it we totally get it and you're not alone in that and so just look to it as like a new adventure it's like another cool place that you're gonna live another cool like just cherish your time in the military in general, like living that life because you don't know when it's going to stop because I, mine, like I said, mine could have gone on until I was in high school, but it got cut off at fifth grade because my dad got injured. So, and same with Gracie, her dad got injured. It got cut off. So cherish those times because you don't know how long you're going to be in that life. And if you love it, then make the most of it because it could be taken anytime. It could be switched to a civilian life or switched to military life at, a drop of a hat so definitely hold on to that is what i would say i think that's great advice so thank you so much for being on the podcast we love hearing your stories me. and we'll have to get your brother on soon and yes oh for sure yeah absolutely so thank you so much this has been amazing. i was so excited for this oh so yay <laughs> i couldn't wait because i never get to talk about my military experience so yeah much. so for sure to blabber about it i'm like yes <laughs> talk yeah <laughs> for sure so thank you yes thank you so much
Thank you so much for tuning into the Grace of a Military Child podcast. For more inspiring stories like these, be sure to review, like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also find us on at Grace of a Military Child podcast on Instagram, and be sure to check out our YouTube page. If you are or know of a military child who would like to be featured on an episode of this podcast, DM us on Instagram. Be sure to tune in next week when we hear another inspiring story. Until then, 